The Morning Blend, a triple shot of Catholicism, conversation, and coffee. David and Brenda start your day with a fresh cup of joy and inspiration, whether it's through interviews, news, music, or prayer. It's all viewed through a Catholic lens. It's The Morning Blend on the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Mater Day Radio. And a very good Monday morning to you. It is August 7th, 7 a.m. David and Brenda with you on The Morning Blend. Thank you so much for joining us today. We start a new week. Hopefully everybody had a very nice weekend. I did notice today, it was interesting, it really seemed dark when I got up this morning. It was like, it has been getting darker, but today was like, it really seemed dark. David, that is so funny that you would say that, because when I pulled out of my house this morning, too, I went, I thought the exact same yeah. thing. I'm like, what happened to the morning sun? I know. It's... It was dark. I mean, we've been having, there for a while, it was almost sunrise when I was leaving my house. Right. It was a lot of brightness in the sky. We did have a little bit of a cloud cover, but I didn't think it should have made it quite as dark as it was i no. thought we must have lost 15 minutes of sunlight yeah, this morning kind of crazy it was just like yeah just like over the weekend it changed like that you know we're incrementally getting darker in the morning because sure. obviously we're heading towards the you know as we wane toward fall and uh it was just like wow today's really a change and so it's like well all right let's get used to it because it's not going the other way <laughs> but what is funny though too the other thing that i noticed when i stepped out is who uh who turned on the sauna because it yeah. was not too cool but i could feel that moisture in the air did you get rain over the weekend we did yeah both Saturday morning and Sunday Did morning. Did you really? Yeah, got up and the deck was wet, and uh, I was out watering the plants yesterday morning, and it was even a little mist was falling at yeah, that time. Yeah, the plants are like, what are you doing? We're yeah, just fine. That's right. It's like, well, I'm going to give you some water anyway. But yeah, a little more humid today, and it's even a little warmer in the morning because the cloud cover tends to hold the heat in, but it looks like that's going to be the way of this week is going to be mm -hmm. kind of these morning clouds, maybe even a little chance of a shower or two on uh, Tuesday night, Wednesday, looking at the forecast, going to heat back up though next weekend, sorry, this coming weekend. And so, yeah, you know, it's still summer, but yeah, just a little uh, stretch here where we have some cloudy skies and uh, well, that's okay. I'll take it. I'll take it yeah. for how, sure. How was your weekend? David, let's see here. Saturday was a work-at-home kind of day, typical. I scrubbed every corner of my kitchen. It looks beautiful. Good for you. Uh, the yeah. dishes are full in the sink again, though, because nobody emptied out the dishwasher. <laughs> okay. But then yesterday, can I give a 10 out of 10 stars to the sisters at Our Lady of Peace Retreat? They put on another fantastic barbecue nice. yeah. it was my first time visiting and i gotta tell you from now on i'll be a staple there all uh, right they were fabulous so hospitable everybody was so happy to see each other the tables set up in their back orchard of apples uh volunteers the knights were there cooked a fabulous meal very nice and all the sisters were running around in their tennis shoes <laughs> that's great <laughs> and not scorching hot because earlier last week we were looking at the forecast it was like oh it could be really warm but uh thankfully not too bad huh uh not too bad at all i took the helm as the mc for the day uh and i was i was looking for those temperatures because i want to say was it the year before where it was almost triple digits yeah. i mean it was 
really, really warm. And so I was watching that that temperature also. And when I when it first came into view the day, it was said it was going to be like in the low 90s. Then it ticked up to about 95 and then down a little bit. And it was really comfortable, especially in the morning. Yeah. It was just really nice and mild. Maybe there towards the end of it, around three o'clock, it started to get warm again. But it, they had just such a nice breeze and sitting under the shade. It was great. That's wonderful. It was really great. So we'll have a second cup today. I'm going to tell you all about some of the things that I did and tasted and some of the people that I got a chance to talk to. Eat good food, huh? (laughs) Oh. Yeah? Yes. Yeah. And I was wise, just because I was so busy, I took my meal to go and... I couldn't decide if I wanted the pulled pork or the chicken, so I got one of each. Oh, there you go. And See, I thought, that, well, that was it. a good yeah. way to do it. And I shared with myself and the kids <laughs> and and generous yeah. portions. Two meals fed three nice. of us easily. Excellent. And there's leftovers still. Yeah. All right. I know it's for dinner tonight. <laughs> That's right. It's it's uh, Well, we'll look forward to the second cup to hear more about the nice picnic yesterday. What else you have coming up today? With an estimated more than a million people in attendance, World Youth Day closes with a final blessing and an announcement of the location of the next gathering in 2027. All right, look forward to hearing that, and we'll have a little wildfire update for you as well. All right, we got a great show ahead for you on this Monday morning. This is John Finch, Send Down Your Spirit. And we are David and Brenda on the Morning Blend right here at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life.
That is John Finch and Send Down Your Spirit. It is 710 at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. David and Brenda with you as we start this new work week. Well, we're going to talk about faith in the summer. We'll do that right after the forecast. Support for Mater Dei Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbybark.com or 503-645-6665. This is Father Eric Anderson, pastor of St. Stephen's Catholic Church in Portland, Oregon. Please join me in praying a morning offering. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. O God, in union with the Immaculate Heart of Mary, I offer Thee the precious blood of Jesus from all the altars throughout the world, joining with it the offering of my every thought, word, and action of this day. O Jesus, I desire today to gain every indulgence and merit that I can and offer them together with myself to Mary Immaculate, that she may best apply them in the interests of the most sacred heart. Precious blood of Jesus, save us. Sacred heart of Jesus, have mercy on us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. For more prayer resources, or to let us know how we can pray for your intentions, please visit us online at materdeiradio.com. Support for Mater Dei Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including the Catholic Youth Organization and Camp Howard. CYO offers local youth positive sports activities throughout the school year and summer camp programs at Camp Howard near scenic Mount Hood. Sports and camp registration information can be found on the web at cyocamphoward.org. That's cyocamphoward.org. The average smartphone has more than 40 apps installed, and most of them are never used. Clear this clutter from your phone and make Monterey Radio's Hail Mary Media app your go-to spiritual resource. It's got everything you need to grow in holiness, including a huge library of enriching prayers, liturgy of the hours with the monks at Mount Angel Abbey, and a personalized schedule of your daily prayer reminders. The Hail Mary Media app also contains a stream of Mater Dei Radio's live broadcast, podcast of our original shows, including programs not heard on the radio. Plus, you'll find fun things to do on the interactive community calendar, Catholic news, and so much more. The Hail Mary Media app has everything you need to grow closer to Christ all in one place. Download it today. Search Hail Mary Media in the iOS App Store, Google Play, or MaterDayRadio.com. Declutter your phone and turn to the Hail Mary Media app from Materday Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. It is 713 at Mater Dei Radio. Clouds out there this morning. They will be decreasing over the course of the day today. We'll have a high of around 84 degrees and then more clouds overnight tonight, low of 61, and then kind of the same tomorrow. In fact, the next few days look like morning clouds, maybe even chance of a shower on Wednesday. Okay, I'll be ready for that. Yeah. We've, it's been nice, again, having a, a couple of little showers over sure. the weekend and kind of got things all dusted off outside. Mm-hmm. It is already warm, though. This is incredible. 
I had to double check it. In fact, 68 degrees already at Holy Redeemer Catholic Church in Vancouver. I know it's 68 degrees too at Our Lady of Sorrows Church here in Portland. For many of us, summertime is when we sleep in a little later, maybe stay up a little longer to enjoy these long days. And perhaps your regular routine has gone out the window in exchange for a spontaneous day trip or even a longer summer vacation. But it also means being able to use some of this downtime to refocus and renew your faith. And if you allow time for the Lord, well, these ordinary weeks of the liturgical calendar are anything but routine. Joining me today to tell us more about how to make the most of these summer days, it is our good friend, Emily Jaminette. Emily, it's great to talk with you again. Thanks for coming back on The Morning Show. Absolutely. I love coming on your morning show. And, you know, I'm right in the thick of summer. I have seven children, um, in which five of them are currently living at home this summer. And it's it's busy. I have children at swimming pools. I have children, you know, uh, working. But I'll tell you, summer is an amazing time to grow closer to Christ and really grow closer to your family as well. So it's it's time that we, you know, slow our pace a little bit and the many blessings right in front of our very own eyes. Emily, I love the activity of summertime because while schedules can be full, it's an opportunity where you want to say, yes, let's do these things. Let's do these things together. Kids come home from college in the summertime and it feels like what seemed like the a, a big house often shrinks down right away. But as I said, these summer months can be filled with time off and day trips and vacations, but it's an important time to not take a vacation from our faith. Vacation time is a perfect opportunity to refocus and center our lives again on Christ. Tell us how you do that in your family. Well, I just returned from a extended family vacation. We went to the beach um, with my seven children, my brothers, my parents, and of course my husband. And it was a very special week because we um, were celebrating my brother's 20th year of priesthood. We're celebrating my 25th year of wedding. Uh, I was married 25 years ago. And it was an opportunity for the children to catch the faith in a new way through daily mass, group prayer, lots and lots of family meals where we had to pass the bowl from one end of the table to the other. But for them to encounter faith, family, and even the beauty of being at the beach every sunrise and every sunset. Practicing our faith, sometimes we allow that to be very centered and focused because we need to have that strong inner faith. But it's important for our children to see us in that centering kind of prayer and then using that strength and share it with the whole family. Why is our faith so important to be shared with our kids, especially when we're out and about on on vacation and with other members? Well, one of the things, Brenda, important, how we pass the torch of faith to the next generation. Um, In my most recent book, Holy Habits from the Sacred Heart, I share about how my mother wrote, wrote, you know, we're fourth generation Catholic of, of living devotions out in the home. We can't just assume that without really being deliberate that this is going to go forth. So first, praying for our family and setting up opportunities to have faith-filled conversations, allowing us to get to know each other, maybe as we did in this week of being on vacation together. But it felt different, Brenda, than just 
going on vacation because Jesus was with us every day as we stopped right before lunch to attend Mass. We, you know, again, we prayed and we, we learned to put that lens of gratitude on so that everything, even that rainstorm that came through and, you know, ruined our beach moment, allowed us to give glory to God. So it's really about fostering the right attitude, passing on the faith, and, and preaching through our actions and our love to our very family members. Emily, I've heard this before, too, when we've been on vacations. We always make sure that as we are getting closer to that weekend, we plan ahead. Where will we be? What is the church in that town? What time will we be able to get in there? And the kids are like, oh, you know, we're just having a good time. We don't want to break and, and do that. But they learned very early on it was really important that that is our requirement. That is what we do as Catholics. You were able to celebrate with your brother 20 years of priest, and you had Mass often with your family, daily Mass. Did you find that it you your children were trying to talk you out of this, or did <laughs> as the week went on, going to daily Mass on vacation began to be something that, well, they were excited to be able to do together? How did that work out for you? Well, I think you bring up such the truth of family dynamics, you know, and one of the things my brother wasn't used to is family dynamics of getting to Mass, right? Usually the priest begins uh, the sacrifice of the Mass, and it's beautiful, And but he doesn't realize all the backstory in which people are grumbling or they have an opinion about this or that. But what we learned together on this family vacation is that we are in a great spiritual battle, and we need to support each other as we lift up our, you know, in prayer, our, our priests, we pray for our, all of our religious, but they also pray for us, the laity. And one of the rules that I established in the very beginning with my husband is no matter what grumbling you hear, you know, we will attend Mass as a family. This is very important. This is the way we thank the Lord. And setting that expectation up with the children, within the whole unit, one of the things we discovered was we had a wonderful lunch afterwards. We weren't eating peanut butter and jellies with sand in it, but we were having this community, this experience. And at the end of the week, my my daughter my uh, middle school daughter said, I, I'd like to do this every day. This was a really nice gift. So sometimes we dismiss something long before the fruit can even develop, first of all. And second of all, we give the Lord such a little bit of time, He can't really work on our hearts if we only give Him, you know, a shot-out prayer here and there. But it's about, it's about coming together, unifying our hearts with His heart, and growing in, in gratitude. But it is important we unplug, right, Brenda? On vacation, we need to have some time away from the busyness of life. Emily, I cannot agree with you more. And I want to talk to you a little bit more about the ways that you unplug and refocus your prayer life and how you draw on this devotion to the Sacred Heart. I am coming up against my break. Can you stay with me through the break so we can continue in the next half hour? Absolutely. And it is 721 at Mater Day Radio. Just a couple of days ago, we were talking about how important our vehicle donation program mm-hmm. is to Mater Day Radio because it really does supply us with needed funding. So if you have an old car, truck, boat, motorcycle, RV, and you would like to donate that to Mater Day Radio's vehicle donation program, 
We would really appreciate that. Just go to our website, click on the Get Involved menu, Vehicle Donation. It'll take you to the Vehicle vehicle Donation page. Really quick and easy, just a couple of forms to fill out. You're good to go. And it is a likely tax deduction for you as well. So if you'd like to help us out, it is Mater Day Radio's Vehicle Donation Program. Find out more on our website at materdayradio.com or through the Hail Mary media app. Support for Mater Dei Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco Family Dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco Family Dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. Facing difficult problems in your marriage. Oregon Retrovite is a lifeline to married couples helping them restore their marriage and rebuild a loving relationship. Catholic in origin, this Christian marriage program is open to all married couples, no matter what age, walk of life, faith, or ethnic background. Oregon Retrovi is a practical program to improve communication, build stronger marriages, and help couples reconnect. Presenters are not trained marriage counselors, but rather couples sharing their personal stories and the tools they use to rediscover their love. Begin your journey to healing. All it takes is a decision to find out more. Go to helpourmarriage.org and start the process today. That's helpourmarriage.org to learn more about this transformational program. Oregon Retrovi, a lifeline for married couples. There are some saints and martyrs who were beheaded with a greater peace than I have when someone cuts me off on the freeway or my teenager's running late for school. If I find someone's driving me crazy, the problem isn't that person, it's me. Whenever someone disturbs your inner peace, your inner life is too disturbable. Jesus showed us in the way to Calvary that no one can take your hope, your joy, your peace, or even your love for them. No one can make you act or feel anything. When Jesus reigns in our hearts and minds, we don't hand over that kind of power to any human being. So if you're letting someone drive you crazy today, maybe God's telling you to build up the interior castle of your heart so that nothing disturbs you. But that comes from prayer. As St. Paul wrote from prison, do not be anxious about anything, but in prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. Then the peace that surpasses understanding will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. This is Chris Stefanik from reallifecatholic.com. Hi everyone, this is David from Mater Dei Radio's Morning Blend. I would like to invite you to check out my new podcast, On The Go, where I have a chance to visit with coaches, musicians, artists, and more. We go a little bit more in depth with the podcast, which hopefully gives you a little more insight into the good folks we talk to. It's On The Go, available on your favorite podcast platform or Mater Dei Radio's free Hail Mary media app. I'll talk to you soon. The Morning Blend, two hours a day for two times the fun. Two times the fun. On Mater Day Radio, the station dedicated to the Blessed Virgin Mary. And it is 725 at Mater Day Radio. We'll have a wildfire update for you in the news. And with an estimated 1.5 million in attendance, World Youth Day closes with a final blessing. 
and an announcement of the next location in 2027. I'll have that story for you coming up in news. Here is Kara Klein, Waymaker. And we are David and Brenda on the Morning Blend right here at Mater Day Radio. See you. 
That's Kara Klein and Waymaker. It is 7.30 at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Concluding the World Youth Day closing mass in Lisbon, Portugal, Pope Francis announced the host country for the next international gathering. <gasps> it is South Korea wow. in 2027. 2027. Now, the next International World Youth Day is four years down the road, given that 2025 is the next ordinary jubilee, and the Pope invited the youth of the world to Rome for that celebration. The Holy Father reflected how World Youth Day will thus go from the western border of Europe in Portugal to the Far East, a beautiful sign of the universality of the church and of the dream of unity to which the young people are all witnesses. This will be only the second time that Asia hosts a World Youth Day after Manila, Philippines, in 1995. Pope Francis made a memorable trip to South Korea in 2014. Now, the theme of reconciliation could take a major role during World Youth Day in Seoul. In 2014, a mass for reconciliation and peace in Korea divided between South and North was celebrated by Pope Francis during his trip. No pope has ever set foot in North Korea, but timid advances in this direction have been observed during the pontificate of Pope Francis. In 2018, the pope indicated his availability to visit North Korea if he received an official invitation, which as of yet has not come. And San Francisco Archbishop Salvatore Cordleone on Friday revealed that it was very likely that their archdiocese would be filing for bankruptcy in the very near future due to the hundreds of clerical abuse lawsuits that have been filed against it. The prelate revealed in the news in an announcement on the Archdiocesan website in which he noted that following a 2019 California law that lifted the statute of limitation on certain sexual abuse claims, the Archdiocese was ultimately served with more than 500 civil lawsuits related to clerical sexual abuse. The Chapter 11 filing, the prelate said, would allow the archdiocese to deal with hundreds of cases collectively rather than at one at a time. Well, it was a little cooler weekend with some cloud cover and actually a little rain. Portland International Airport recorded one one hundredth of an inch of rain as of 9 a.m. yesterday, officially ending the 47-day dry spell. Not a lot, but it did end the dry spell. So the last day the airport saw measurable rain was June 19th, when two-tenths of an inch of rain (laughs) fell, according to the National Weather Service. So last year, Portland wet 67 days with no measurable rain at the airport, according to the Weather Service. I think the record's like 71 straight days. And how many did we just go? 47. 47, 47. okay. So, you know, not a lot of rain, but still it uh, ended the official uh, dry spell. The 250-acre wildfire threatening around 60 homes near Eugene is now 35% contained, officials said yesterday. Lynn County Sheriff's Office lowered evacuation orders in the Priceboro Fire area, eight miles northeast of Eugene, to Level 2 be set to go. 
And fire crews battling Oregon's largest active fire, the Flat Fire near Agnes in southern Oregon, have managed to slow the spread of the flames there. That fire has burned over 33,000 acres and is now 30% contained. Well, sad news to report three people were killed when two firefighting helicopters collided in Southern California on Sunday while fighting a blaze in Riverside County. One of the helicopters was able to land safely. Unfortunately, the second helicopter crashed and tragically all three members perished, which included one Cal Fire Division chief, one Cal Fire captain and one contract client pilot. Cal Fire and Riverside County Fire Department resources had been dispatched to a structure fire in the community of Casbazon. The blaze spread into the surrounding vegetation and a full wildland fire dispatch was initiated, which included fixed wing and rotary wing aircraft. While battling the blaze, the two helicopters collided. The crash caused an additional four-acre fire, which was extinguished. The crash is being investigated by the National Transportation Safety Board. Well, are your kids ready to run? The Portland Area Catholic Youth Organization has opened registration for its cross-country program. It's an excellent sport to start the fall season and get a little exercise in the process. So it's a great sport in that regard, in that it can prep you physically for sports, but it's also, I think, one of the best team sports out there. You're not necessarily competing against everyone out there. You're really trying to beat your best time and do the best that you can. That's the best part about cross country, as I think, is that basically everyone from every team is cheering for everyone on the course. They've gone through the same course. They run it. They know what you're feeling out there. And so... Just hearing those kids cheer on kids from all different teams, it's just a perfect CYO environment. Connor Garcia is assistant director of cross country for CYO. He says the program is for third through eighth graders. The season begins on September 16th with locations at Valley Catholic and LaSalle High Schools. The championship is October 14th at Camp Howard. Registration is online at cyocamphoward.org. I have a question for you, David. Yes. This weekend, did you get out and pump your own gas? You know, I actually did get gasoline on Saturday, I guess it was, which would have been officially the start of the self-serve gas. And the attendant came up and he was like, uh, you know, what, what would you like? And it's like, nah, I'm just, I want this. And I asked him, I said, you getting a lot of people? pumping their own gas. And he said, not really. He goes, maybe I was there kind of like mid to late morning. And he said, probably over the course of the morning, I've had maybe 10 people maybe ask about it. But he goes, I've talked to a lot of people and they didn't even, they weren't even aware of it. Okay. Well, for those listening, consider yourselves now aware for the first time in decades, Oregonians can legally pump their own gas. Governor Tina Kotek's office confirmed late Friday morning that she had signed a bill into law that gives gas stations throughout the state the ability to offer self-service as an option. The bill includes an emergency clause, meaning it could take effect immediately 
immediately upon signature. Last week, Kotex signaled that she would let the bill go into effect either by signing it or allow it to become law without her signature by the August 4th deadline. The governor's office later confirmed to KGW that her signature would be coming on Friday, but the exact timing wasn't specified. For 70 years, Oregonians have been able to have their tanks filled. The price of gas is the same whether you pump yourself or have it done for you. Gas stations, well, they also have a choice. They can decide to allow self-serve or not. In more populated counties, up to half of the pumps can be self-serve, and at least one attendant must be staffed. In more rural areas of the state, stations are allowed to be completely self-serve yeah it'll be interesting so where i go there's typically two people working the pumps and there were two people working the pumps when i when i pulled in on saturday and i don't know if they're gonna really change anything Mm -hmm. i kind of got the sense of like well yeah we're here if you want us we'll do it if not do it yourself my guess is is that if there is a long line or people are in a rush that's when they're going to use the self-serve right otherwise if there's no difference in the cost, I think that people will yeah. still have somebody come and do it for yeah. them. It'll be interesting to see if it changes over time. Uh, in sports, in case you have not heard, given the match started at 2 a.m. yesterday morning, Team USA has been eliminated from the FIFA Women's World Cup tournament down under. The Americans lost to Sweden 5-4 to in a penalty shootout after the game ended in a 0-0 draw in the knockout round of 16. The U.S. team entered the tournament as the top-ranked team in the world and was going after its third straight World Cup title. The Americans actually had a chance to win the shootout but missed its final three attempts after jumping out to a 3-2 lead. While disappointing, the U.S. never really seemed to hit its stride in the tournament, and uh, they'll now have to go home and evaluate its future, and I know there will be a lot to discuss after wow. their performance. This uh, is an early exit for oh, the, the women's yeah. team. I think I saw where, since they've been participating in the World Cup, this is the earliest they've made it, they've gone out. I think the last time, or the earliest they've ever gone out is like in the semifinals. Okay. So, yeah, mm. a tough one, but now, yeah, you got to go back and kind of reevaluate, rebuild. I, I, It's kind of, I think, a changing of the guards sure. with some of the players. So we'll see. All right. Can't win them all. Yeah. Catholic students and astronomy enthusiasts are in for a treat as the Vatican Observatory website has grown to include a massive res- repository for writings, recordings, and videos that teach about the relationship between faith and science. Called the Faith and Science Resource Center, this extensive catalog contains hundreds of entries to pursue at, at to peruse at your leisure at no charge. The Vatican Observatory is an institution with roots that go back to the 16th century, founded with the mission of advancing astronomical research on the understanding of the universe and providing such information to the public. Headquartered at the Papal Summer Residence in Castel Gandolfo, the Vatican Observatory boasts a position at the forefront of research on a broad range of topics, from an examination of the tiniest specks of interplanetary dust 
to the origin and structure of the universe. On the Faith and Science resource page, users are greeted by a list of dozens of the most popular articles and videos. Popular tags can be easily navigated on a short side list, while any topic related to the pursuit of science from a religious mindset can be researched by category. The offerings of hundreds of academic articles, studies, videos, audio recording, images, and books are a vast resource that allow users to spend less time scouring journals, more time reading and learning. Now, the topics of resources are varied, but they all contain themes of religion and sciences. Among the most accessed pieces are videos about, any guesses, David? UFOs. Extraterrestrials. That's right. And there's also a book on references to science within the Catholic Catechism, Thomas Aquinas, and writing on creation and time. That sounds like to be able yeah. to go in and just research and find readings of Saint, like like St. Thomas Aquinas. Here's what he had to say, and here's what, yeah, uh, what we've learned. It would make sense yeah. that the Catholic Church would be at the forefront of planetary observance and trying to understand how creation mm -hmm. came about. It's time to find out what's going on in our Catholic community. And running now all the way to August 31st, it is Catholic Community Services of Lane County's Back to School Drive. Yeah. It is on all August long. Catholic Community Services of Lane County will have a drop-off barrels at participating locations in Eugene and Springfield where you can leave new school supplies to donate. These supplies and backpacks will be distributed free of charge to families enrolled in its supportive services programs. Donors also have the option to make an online donation and let CCS do the shopping. Remember, you can find details on these and other events head over to the community calendar at materdayradio.com and the hail mary media app hey you're going to hear about unplugging during the summer that's coming up right after the forecast support for materday radio comes from our leadership circle members including best buy in town landscape supply since 1984 best buy in town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services including bark dust blowing rock soil sod and recycler of yard debris located at 2200 cornelius pass road in hillsborough online at bestbuybark.com or 503-645-6665 Join Mater Dei Radio and Father Eric Anderson in a prayer to St. Joseph. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. St. Joseph, you are the chaste and loving spouse of the Virgin Mary, the foster father of Jesus, the protector and provider of the Holy Family and all families. We have complete confidence in your loving care for new life and in your fidelity to the family. We commend our efforts to your prayers and protection. Help us always to defend the gift of human life, that it may grow to the abundance of eternal life promised and bestowed on us by your Son, our brother, Jesus Christ. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. For more prayer resources, and to let us know how we can pray for your intentions, please visit matudayradio.com. Do you want to live a truly authentic Catholic life? 
This is Deacon Harold Burke Sivers, and Monday nights at 7.30, Ken Hellenius and I team up for Living Stones. This dynamic weekly show will help you deepen your relationship with Christ and His church with practical ways that you can grow in faith, participate more fully in the liturgy, and practice charity towards all. Join us for Living Stones, Monday nights at 7.30 on Modern Day E-Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. And it is 746 at Monterey Radio. We're going to see decreasing clouds today, a high of 84 degrees. Then more clouds overnight tonight, low of 61. And then kind of the same tomorrow with a high of 86. Could see a chance of a shower possibly on Wednesday. We're going to start the heat up again, though, as we head towards the end of the week. Sounds good. All right. 68 degrees still at St. Mary's Cathedral of the Immaculate Conception here in Portland. And 64 degrees at St. Paul Church in Eugene. And I am back with the wonderful Emily Jaminette. You hear Emily's mother's moments here on Mater Day Radio during the morning blend. And Emily is joining us today, fresh back from a family vacation and ready to dive ever more deeply into a very special devotion to the Sacred Heart. Emily, thanks so much for staying with me. Absolutely. You know, and one of the things, Brenda, is we're talking about vacation, telling the Lord to touch our heart. A lot of times we have to unplug to reconnect. And for me, you know, the first thing is after prayer to start going through those emails or start going through my to-do list. And on this vacation instead, it was more prayer, more silence, more time with my family. So enjoying that second cup of coffee, first with Christ and second, you know, with my husband or walking the beach, but allowing us to be intentional with our time. It's not just wasting time on vacation, but intentional so that we come back stronger. Emily, you talk about unplugging, and even now, you're right, just as you were saying that, I find that there are certain times where I've just become so naturally accustomed to grabbing my phone or getting on the computer to check emails and things that really waste time. Do you set up rules within your own family when it's time for vacation where you go, all right, kids, everybody, off your devices. We are getting together. We are doing this and I don't want to hear anything. Do you have to set up rules like that just so that way, well, time is focused on each other? We really do. And one of the things I've learned within the big family is the younger children felt left out. You know, I remember one moment where my daughter said, I wish I had a phone like you. And I said, well, why is that? And she said, because you can always use it. And it made me say, she's right, it needs to be a tool, but it shouldn't be accessed just because, right? So making sure that we all, if we're on vacation or if we're not on vacation, what is our interaction with our phones? Do we pull it out just to check something, or are we a little bit more intentional? Um, That's a very important piece. And the second thing is, is that because we had a lot of family time, we did not need all of that screen time. And that's important, too, is as you mentioned before we started talking, keeping a full schedule, keeping it active, and really spending time together as a priority, it it took away from from some of the individualism that can happen. Emily, just recently, my husband and I were on a camp trip. We pulled out an old board game and just having that time in front of each other, phones put away. It is wonderful. Even our own kids, boy, they get a little bit loud and rambunctious when a when a fierce game of Catan is going on. But those are important times to unplug. 
everything in the world too, especially when kids are on devices, it feels like they are just exposed to so many things. And without a strong foundation in faith, without the protection of our Lord to protect their hearts, to protect their eyes, boy, our defenses can really wear down. Your devotion, your focus and attention to the Sacred Heart has been so important to you. You have the book about the devotion to the Sacred Heart. How is that devotion really meant to bolster up not only your own faith, but really as a as a guard for the family? Brenda, what a great question you just asked me, because the truth is Jesus is there for each one of us. He not only wants to participate in our day-to-day life, but he wants us to encounter his love, to not to encounter his love and then to respond to his love. And through that comes this beautiful question to Sacred Heart. I was very touched and honored when my bishop, Bishop Earl Fernandez, wrote about my most recent book, Holy Habits in the Sacred Heart. He said, this book offers concrete and practical ways of healing broken relationships within the family and ex- experiencing not only the mercy of the heart of Jesus, but also the joys and delights of his heart. And to me, it was that powerful reminder that the Lord wants to heal, restore, comfort, strengthen, and even protect our families right now in the culture in which we lived in, in the times that we live in. Emily, just a moment ago when we were talking about your vacation with your family and that spending time is a priority. That's a priority. We we recognize that as uh, family members, as parents, that our children are a priority. But we also have to make sure that our defenses are strong, that we are ready to protect them against all of these forces. So much effort now has been put forward to bring back the time of adoration before the Lord. Do you find that when you are able to spend more time in adoration that you feel like your defenses are also up, where you feel like you are stronger to be able to face those forces that are trying to tear apart the family? Well, I think you highlight the importance of spending time with the Lord, spending time in cultivating that deep personal relationship. And as Catholics, you know, we can go to our, our local church if it's an adoration if it's even just spending some time before the tabernacle and allowing the Lord to speak to our hearts. And as we talked about the busyness of our culture and the phones and the devices and the emails that never stop shooting out at us, we have to have a safe space. And to me, as a Catholic mom, that's where I go. It's time before the Blessed Sacrament, time before the Lord. And even my husband and I have an adoration time that we try to make, and he definitely makes every week as we pray for our family. Oh, absolutely perfect. Emily, and for families who do attend church on a regular basis, it's we're used to praying by ourselves in solitude before Christ. It's also important that our children see us praying also and bring them in and just praying a family rosary together. All of these things meant to just ensure the family that is strong and prayerful and always facing the Lord through every type of obstacle. Emily, it is always such a great time when we get to talk. Remind our listeners where they can find more information about you, your book, and some of the resources you have available. Well, thank you so much. You can always reach me at emilyjaminette.com. You can learn more about the Sacred Heart at welcomehisheart.com. And I'd love to encounter and meet any of your listeners on social media as well. 
Oh, thank you. And it's a wonderful time to be with you today. Emily, enjoy the rest of your summer. Thanks so much for being with us today. Thank you. And again, that is Emily Jaminette. I will be sure to include the link to her webpage so you can find out all those resources for yourself. You'll find that link on the podcast of this interview, materdayradio.com and the Hail Mary media app. And it is 7.54 here at Mater Day Radio. I have such a wonderful opportunity to speak to so many authors, and it was great to talk with Emily. I will be sure again to add that link to uh, her website and, and many of her other resources on the podcast of that interview. And while you're at Mater Day Radio, we'll check out all of our great resources there, all of our locally produced shows made in podcasts on the front page. You'll also have access to our community calendar. You'll find that under the Get Involved menu and also ways that you can support Mater Day Radio. So you can find that information, materdayradio.com. You'll also access it on the Hail Mary media app. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco Family Dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco Family Dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. Bringing souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. This is Modern Day Radio, KBVM, Portland, Salem, Vancouver, KMME, Cottage Grove, Eugene, Springfield, Translator, K235BF, Eugene, and streaming at moderndayradio.com. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Catholic Charities of Oregon, answering Pope Francis' call to charity. Since 1933, Catholic Charities has been putting faith into action by serving the poorest and most vulnerable in our community. Services promote life and help families thrive. Catholic Charities program information at catholiccharitiesoregon.org. This is Archbishop Alexander Sample of the Archdiocese of Portland in Oregon, inviting you to join me for the Voice of the Shepherd. I always look forward to our time together to discuss issues that matter most to our families and to the church. Catch the Voice of the Shepherd with Portland Archbishop Alexander Sample and me, Dina Marie, your host, each Tuesday night at 7.30, Saturday afternoon at 3.30, and Sunday morning at 7.30 on Mater Day Radio, leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. The Morning Blend. It's a cup of joy with David and Brenda on Mater Day Radio. And it is 757 at Mater Day Radio. Brenda. Yes. You're going to try out for American Idol? Oh, I would do that if I had a singing voice <laughs> at all. Well, we'll tell you how you can do it locally coming up in the news. And do you need some help growing your house plants? Well, wouldn't you know it? There's a saint for that. I'll have that story for you coming up right after Awaken the Saint. Hey everyone, I'm Sophia with Awaken Catholic, and this is Awaken the Saint. Have you ever stopped to listen to the names that are proclaimed during Mass, the Liturgy of the Eucharist? Father begins to name drop the Blessed Virgin Mother, St. Joseph, her spouse, the Twelve Apostles. Then he lists the names of some saints at each Mass, one of those names including St. Sixtus. Without having much knowledge of his upbringing, we can only focus on the last year of his life, being by far the year that definitely confirmed his sainthood. 
What is it that made his small witness so great that the church celebrates him at every Mass? Maybe because his last act on this side of earth was celebrating Mass himself. Zistus, a convert to the faith and philosopher by trade, was elected Pope in 256 and took the name after his predecessor Sixtus, the sixth Pope of the Church. He became Pope in yet another dark moment in Church history and dealt with both internal and external persecutions and division. During the reign of Emperor Decius in 250-251, all Roman citizens were required to offer a sacrifice to the gods when they were in the presence of an officer. Not sacrificing meant cruel punishment and usually in death. Because so many Christians were fearful for their lives, they began offering sacrifices to gods they knew didn't exist even if it meant sparing their lives from the tyranny. Many churches in African Asia were outraged by this cowardice and began teaching that Christians who gave in to these sacrifices should have to be rebaptized. After all, they declared through their actions that they no longer believed in God, but in man alone. When Pope Sixtus II rose to papal power, he was able to reconcile with the African and Asian churches on a diplomatic level. However, the theological reconciliation wouldn't happen until St. Augustine's time, 150 years later. Baptism is only something that a Christian can obtain once, but repentance is obtainable for anyone who desires amended relationship with God. It wasn't long after his consecration as Pope that a declaration went out from the one once peaceful Emperor Valerian, stating that Christians could no longer gather in cemeteries. Then he took it one step further, declaring that any bishop, deacon, or priest could be put to death on the spot without a trial. No warning, just instant death. A group of soldiers found Pope Sixtus II celebrating Mass in the catacombs on the eve of August 6th and beheaded the Pope without hesitation. Six deacons were also killed along with him. They were laid to rest in the catacombs where they fell, happy to lay down their lives for the church. There were many opportunities for Saint Sixtus II to throw in the towel and conform to the chaos that was happening around him, both in and to the church. But he didn't, and he sets way for what each of us are called to do. We aren't made for this world, and it's important to call on the strength of the martyrs to remind ourselves of that daily. May we too not become bystanders in the world today, but an example of the greater glory. Pope Saint Sixtus II, pray for us. And that is Awaken the Saint. For more information about the saints and to pray with Mater Dei Radio, please download our free Hail Mary media app. Details at materdayradio.com. It's 8 o'clock. And in your news this hour, be not afraid. Pope Francis told Young Catholic Sunday at the closing Mass of World Youth Day 2023 in Lisbon, Portugal, echoing the well-known call of his predecessor and the founder of the International Youth Gathering, St. John Paul II. Pope Francis celebrated Mass on the Feast of the Transfiguration for an estimated 1.5 million people where young people and their leaders had camped out overnight following a prayer vigil. Approximately 10,000 priests and 700 bishops can celebrate it. The Mass marked the official end of the International Youth Gathering, which drew hundreds of thousands of teenagers, young adults, and their leaders from almost every country in the world to the Portuguese capital August 1st to the 6th. The week included prayer, mass, music concerts, religious talks, and cultural events, among other activities. 
In his homily, Pope Francis continued by saying, it is Jesus himself who is looking at you in this moment. He is looking at you. He knows you. He knows the heart of each of you. He knows the life of each of you. He knows the joys and he knows the sadness, the successes and the failures. Pope Francis continued to tell young people, Jesus knows your hearts. He sees our hearts and he tells you today here in Lisbon on this World Youth Day, be not afraid, be not afraid, take heart be not afraid. Yeah, I remember that uh, when Pope St. Pope John Paul said, yes. did that, said that. I think we have a recording we of that. We do have yeah. a recording, and it is incredible, and it that's is. what he wants to tell. Be, Don't be afraid. Be bold and know you're not alone in all of these mm. endeavors. So it turns out to be a, such a wonderful event. In fact, just on my social media, uh, Father Cal Christensen from the Archdiocese of Seattle, some may know him here in the Portland area, he was filming uh, his his video from the prayer vigil mm-hmm. he said we're, we're set up to camp here all night wow they went to the prayer vigil stayed in the field together they prayed they sang and then they were there for mass in the morning and then of course coming up in our next uh, interview segment Bernadette Curl, our correspondent yeah. at World Youth Day she's got another uh, audio for us Excellent. from Lisbon look forward to hearing that Hey, all right, you uh, rising stars out there, this one is for you. The Oregon State Fair is teaming up with the American Idol Show and KATU Television to bring idol auditions to the State Fair on Saturday, August 26th. So performers are required to pre-register and submit their audition videos by August 15th for consideration. The top 40 performers selected will showcase their talents on the State Fair's Spirit of Oregon stage at 11 a.m. on the 26th. So all acts will be video recorded, and the People's Choice Audition Award winner, chosen by fairgoers, will be submitted to American Idol for a virtual VIP executive producer audition. The 157th Oregon State Fair kicks off on Friday, August 25th, and runs through Labor Day. That's Monday, September 4th. So that's kind of cool. That is. It would have been better if they would have actually had the American Idol judges there to that, to that would be fun. Mock yeah. all of the people who think <laughs> they have right. a good voice. So so yeah. But anyway, you can go go to the state fair and you can uh, find out more. <laughs> but yeah, so you can uh, submit an audition tape and who knows, maybe you get a tryout. They might be the next American Idol might be right here in Oregon. That's right. A Washougal resident has been named the most hospitable Airbnb host in all of Washington State. Erica Leavitt began renting the two-bedroom Little Creek Cottage on her rural Washougal property three years ago. She said being an Airbnb host is a natural fit with her full-time job as a real estate agent. Airbnb, which is a San Francisco-based company that operates an online marketplace for short and long-term homestays, recently took notice of Leavitt's efforts, selecting her as the most hospitable host in Washington for 2023. In a news release announcing the most hospitable host awards, Airbnb noted that hosts must have 100% five-star ratings in the categories of cleanliness, 
check-in and communication in a minimum of 100 reviews to be considered for recognition. Reviews of Leavitt's Cottage, which boasts a fully stocked kitchen, hot tub, fire pit, horseshoe pit, and a trail leading to Small Creep, rave about the Washugo property. Guests are also invited to visit the alpacas and sheep oh. that graze in an adjoining pasture area. Leave it and her husband Joshua moved to rural Washugal from Utah in 2016. They purchased and remodeled the cottage and started accepting Airbnb reservations in 2020. Oh, that's awesome. The Little Creek Cottage. Yeah. I'm going to look that one up. That, that sounds great. Well, while it is the middle of summer here in the Northern Hemisphere, it is just the opposite in the Southern Hemisphere where it is the middle of winter, but it doesn't seem like it. Parts of South America are sweltering under abnormally hot temperatures as the combination of human-caused climate change and the arrival of El Nino feed into extreme winter heat. So check this out. Countries including Chile and Argentina have experienced summer-like conditions as a heat wave beginning in July pushed temperatures higher than 100 degrees Fahrenheit Whoa. in some places, dramatically above average for this time of year. In the mountainous Chilean Andes Mountains, 102 degrees last week. My goodness. That's crazy. One regional climatologist called the heat unbelievable for midwinter and rewriting all climatic books mm. so there you go we're so hot just, here but that's the middle of winter that's down the there winter there yeah and it's hotter here or i'm sorry it's hotter there in their winter than it is here for us in our summer yeah, that's an uh, amazing mm. sign San Francisco Archbishop Salvatore Cordleone on Friday revealed that it was very likely that the archdiocese would be filing for bankruptcy in the near future due to the hundreds of clerical abuse lawsuits that have been filed against it. The prelate revealed in the news in an announcement on the archdiocesan website in which he noted following a 2019 California law that lifted the statute of limitations on certain sexual abuse claims. The Chapter 11 filing the prelate said would allow the archdiocese to deal with the hundreds of cases collectively rather than one at a time, leading to what he said would be a faster resolution for hundreds of survivors, resulting in fair compensation and finally and hopefully some peace and closure. Only the overarching legal entity of the archdiocese would be affected by a Chapter 11 filing. Corleone noted parishes and schools would be unaffected by the move. Catholic News Agency reported last month that more than two dozen dioceses have filed for bankruptcy in the United States, the vast majority of them in the last decade. Among those includes the Archdiocese of Portland, filed bankruptcy in 2004. Well, in sports, this is great to see. In her first competition event since 2021, legendary gymnast Simone Biles made a triumphant return, claiming first place in front of a packed house at the Core Hydration Classic over the weekend just outside of Chicago. Overall, Biles finished in first place in the all-around, the vault, floor routine, and balance beam. She placed third on the uneven bars. The 26-year-old athlete withdrew from the women's team final at the Tokyo Olympics after suffering from what is known as the twisties, a mental block that caused a gymnast to lose track of their position in midair. 
The Core Hydration Classic was the final opportunity for athletes to qualify for the national championships. The World Gymnastics Championships are then scheduled to take place between September 30th and October 8th in Antwerp, Belgium. So she is back. I saw some highlights. She's amazing. Strong as ever. Oh, yeah. Got her eyes set on the next yeah, Olympics, sounds so, like. You know, she took the time off to try to regroup. Mm-hmm. And and so great to see her back. St. Fiacre, also known as St. Fiacre, is one of the many patron saints of gardeners. Legend has it that Fiacre sought the protection of St. Faro, also known as St. Burgundo Faro, the bishop of Mio, who granted him a plot of land to practice his hermetic way of life. Fiacra humbly requested a small plot of land, but as he marked the boundaries by walking, the land miraculously expanded to accommodate all of his needs. And a different version claims that St. Faro allowed St. Fiacre as much land as he might entrench in one day with a furrow. Fiacre tuned up the earth with the end of his staff, toppling trees, uprooting briars and weeds. As years passed, Fiacre's reverence for nature and his green thumb became evident. The once barren land he was given transformed into a lush and bountiful garden, which explains his becoming the patron saint of gardens, gardeners, and even indoor plants. Mm. Local villagers and travelers sought his blessings and advice, turning his hermitage into a sanctuary for spiritual and horticultural inspiration. Nice. I have an indoor plant in my dining room that I noticed was... In need of some assistance. All right. So hopefully it's getting a good dose of water this morning. This poor plant, it often gets forgotten because it's not a room that's widely used. Yeah. But it's a hardy one. We got it from a friend who had it for years. It's probably a 30-year-old houseplant. Nice, yeah. And it's still going strong. All right. It's time to find out what's going on in our Catholic community. This Tuesday at 6 o'clock p.m. is Autistic and Young Adult Ministry happening at Holy Trinity Catholic Church in Beaverton, providing a space for neurodiverse young adult Catholics ages 21 to 35 to create community, foster faith, and minister in the church. Registration requested, but it is not required. And remember, you can find details on these and other events. Head over to the community calendar, materdayradio.com and the Hail Mary media app. So we're going to hear from our correspondent. You mentioned that, so uh, stay tuned as they wrap up World Youth Day right after the forecast. Support for Matre Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbuybark.com or 503-645-6665. This is Brother Louis-Marie de Montfort. Please join me in the morning offering. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. O Jesus, through the Immaculate Heart of Mary, I offer you my prayers, works, 
joys and sufferings of this day in union with the holy sacrifice of the Mass throughout the world. I offer them for all the intentions of your Sacred Heart, the salvation of souls, and in reparation for sins committed against the Sacred Heart of Jesus and the Immaculate Hearts of Mary. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including the Portland Division of the World Apostolate of Fatima. WAF is the only Fatima organization worldwide to speak in the name and with the authority of the Church on Fatima. The World Apostolate of Fatima promotes the faithful message of Fatima, including praying the rosary daily and practicing the first Saturday devotion. WAF information can be found at bluearmy.com. In your hands, O Lord, we humbly entrust our deceased brothers and sisters. Mater Dei Radio joins Mount Calvary and Gethsemane Catholic Funeral Services for a special rosary for the faithful departed on Wednesday, August 30th. Cards will be available to request a special intention for your loved one. Deacon David Hamus will lead the Holy Rosary and Litany of the Faithful Departed at 12.30 at Gethsemane Chapel in Happy Valley and 2.30 at Mount Calvary Catholic Cemetery in Portland on Wednesday afternoon, August 30th. Be a part of this uplifting time of peace and renewal. For more information, search the keyword Rosary on the community calendar at MaterDayRadio.com and the Hail Mary Media app. Unite with us in this powerful prayer session for Mount Calvary and Gethsemane Catholic Funeral Services and Mater Day Radio. Leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. It is 8.15 here at Mater Day Radio. Can you feel that moisture in the air? Yeah, a little humid. That's right. Clouds this morning, high humidity early on today. Partly sunny sky this afternoon. Scattered thunderstorms again for northeast Oregon. Highs today, though, carrying us up to 84 degrees. Overnight, we cool down to 60 degrees. And then tomorrow, a couple degrees warmer, climbing to 86 through this week, we'll have this pattern of morning clouds, partly sunny afternoons. We might get back to those 90-degree temperatures by the weekend. Mm-hmm. We're going to keep an eye on that because those adjustments always seem to happen throughout the week. All right. 66 degrees at St. Joseph's Church in Salem. And it is 65 degrees at Sacred Heart Monastery in Castle Rock, Washington. With the excitement closed now for World Youth Day, Bernadette Curl, our correspondent there, well, she sent us an audio of things while they were just getting started and a little experience and a close encounter with Pope Francis. Here is our good friend, Bernadette. Hi, everyone. This is Bernadette. A lot has happened in the past few days, and we actually just started World Youth Day today. So I'm going to try and catch you up on everything. So I left off on Wednesday, July 26th, when we left for Lourdes uh, for Madrid. And it was in Madrid that we were going to meet with pilgrims from missionaries at the Holy Spirit parishes from around the world. On our way there, we stopped in Burgos at the Cathedral of St. Mary of Burgos, which was an amazing blend of Romanesque, Gothic, and Baroque architecture. And I really enjoyed the couple of hours that we spent there. We arrived in Madrid that evening at the gym we were staying at. 
and immediately split up into small groups composed of pilgrims from the various parishes. These were the groups that we would uh, split up into when we walked around the city and participated in activities uh, during our next few days in Madrid. So the next couple of days were packed full of, of, of events, all planned out by the missionary parish in Madrid. We walked around the city. We had mass with all the pilgrims, participated in group activities, had a retreat day. We had a party late into the night where we danced and traded trinkets with other pilgrims. Uh, we also had a free day where we got to go to the Prado Museum in Madrid, which was one of my favorite parts because we got to see some paintings that I had studied in school the past year. My favorite part of our time in Madrid, though, was definitely meeting and becoming friends with the pilgrims from the other missionary parishes. Um, for pretty much everything we did uh, with the parish in Madrid, everything was spoken in Spanish, which my siblings and I cannot speak. But multiple people in our small group were eager to translate for us and help us feel included, which I am so thankful for. We became friends with both those inside and outside our small group. And it was just such an amazing experience to be surrounded by so many different cultures. So we left Madrid Monday, July 31st for Portugal. We stopped in the town of Toledo on the way and arrived in the town outside of Lisbon where we were staying that night. The next day, Tuesday the 1st, was our day trip to Fatima. We arrived there in the morning and had a chance to walk through the church where the bodies of the three visionaries were as well as walk across the massive plaza that was there. We had a private mass in an underground chapel, and afterwards a group of us did the Stations of the Cross uh, about a mile away from where the, about a mile away from the plaza, uh, where the visionaries actually walked with their sheep. Uh, We got to see and touch the spot of Mary's fourth apparition to the children, and that was probably the most special part of the day, and I honestly still haven't really processed that experience, but just touching where Mary was, uh, it just left me speechless. So uh, the next day, which was Wednesday the 2nd, that was our first day of World Youth Day activities. There were no particular main events that day, but there were areas all over the city where there were lectures and concerts and opportunities to participate in sports with other pilgrims. Um, And we ultimately chose to go to a large park where there was a vocation fair, uh, as well as adoration and concerts. And as we were taking public transportation in small groups to the park, I could feel the excitement building. There were people everywhere we went, like everywhere, on every train we got on, uh, people carrying flags from countless countries. And we were able to trade some of the souvenirs we had with people from Poland, Mexico, Spain, India, and I believe a couple more countries as well. Uh, when we finally arrived at the park, there were people lining up along the road, and we quickly, quickly learned that the Pope was going to pass by. So we waited there for about 30 minutes. It was just absolutely perfect timing because we had no idea he was going to drive by there. And he finally dr- drove by, and we got a brief glimpse of him, and Everyone was so excited to see him for the first time. People were singing and dancing along the road. There were hundreds of people everywhere waving their flags. It was, it was just amazing. And we finished off that day going to a meeting spot for U.S. pilgrims. Uh, we saw other people from Oregon there, which was so much fun, uh, including Archbishop Sample. And we enjoyed music, a talk from Bishop Robert Barron, and a holy hour. 
uh, we got back very late that night and we were definitely ready to sleep by the time we got back. Uh, well, that was the past, I believe, five or six days. Uh, we're looking forward to our next couple of days here at World Youth Day. I'll give another update on that uh, once we get through those days. But until then, uh, thanks for listening. I'll be praying for you. And that, of course, is our friend Bernadette Curl, her experiences there at World Youth Day. I don't know how long they were going to stay in the country before heading home or if she might already be on a flight yeah. back. David, I pulled up our webpage, matradayradio.com, and at the top of the page, there's a World Youth Day menu, a link. All these pictures of Bernadette. That's awesome. She's seen some incredible sights. Some of those I just... Would have I would love an opportunity someday. She started in Spain, I suppose it was, and then went to France, and then finally on to Lisbon. And it, it just looks like it was such an incredible event. I think it's one of those things for those who are in attendance, especially for teenagers and young adults, that they call it now the, a core memory, mm-hmm. meaning that it's just going to shape the rest of their lives and be with them forever. Uh, it looks like a lot of fun. She too, she just said that they had been doing some camping out. It looks like they were in a gym at Madrid and uh, that looks like I'd be <laughs> a little bit tough, but young people, they're they're good. Oh, yeah. they're, they're resilient. I'm looking at this big dish of paella. <gasps> oh my goodness. Did you see a close-up of this? Is that... what? Oh. Tell us. Oh, I mean, it's just loaded. It looks like it's loaded with like uh, mussels okay. and clams. On a bed of rice, Yeah, correct? and it's just, yeah, check that photo out. It's amazing. <laughs> I bet she had a lot of good food. That's in Madrid, by the way. In Madrid. In Madrid. That would make yeah. sense. And then, of course, to be able to see Pope Francis drive by. I've seen a few different people posting short little videos of that. He must have taken a lot of routes around. And it seems like from all the different pictures, people were able to to be relatively close to the road. So yeah. nobody was looking from a far distance. They were like, there he goes, just driving by the road. There's That's it. Pope Francis, a million and a half people. It's amazing. I think we were talking last week, they were estimating close to a million people would be in attendance for that final mass. Wow. 1.5 million. That's great. So now you've got, uh, let's see, a few years, 2027. Yeah. So what is that? Four more years. In South Korea. And you'll be in South Korea. So start just a little bit every single month to put it away. That's and it. then you'll be ready to go to South Korea. <laughs> that would be something. What to, an experience. To experience that. And we pay for Pope Francis. We don't know if this is his last World Youth Day or yeah. he'll still be with us for the next one. So that would be an incredible trip. So to Bernadette, thank you so much. We look forward to her next segment or perhaps maybe right back here yeah. in our studio. Here in studio. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco Family Dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco Family Dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. 
Support from Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Blessings from Heaven, the peaceful place to shop for all things Catholic. Blessings from Heaven has a variety of gifts for all occasions and many other Catholic items to choose from. Located on the corner of 3rd and Southwest Tucker Avenue in Beaverton, Blessings from Heaven is open Tuesday through Saturday. For more information, call 503-644-1814. A great way to support Mater Day Radio is through our Leadership Circle. These are businesses and organizations whose names you hear on the air every day. They believe in our mission of providing the region with positive Catholic radio programs of faith and hope. Simply put, our Leadership Circle members keep our broadcast strong through their financial generosity. If you run a business or organization, please join us. We need you. Information on our Leadership Circle at materdayradio.com. Lattes and cappuccinos may be tasty, but it's the morning blend with David and Brenda that will get your day started right on Mater Day Radio. 826 at Mater Day Radio. Man, the World Cup has come to an end for the U.S. team. We'll have a story in the news. And as you just heard, quite an exciting event at World Youth Day. It closed over the weekend and the announcement of the next location. I'll have a wrap up for you on that coming up in three minutes. Here is Lee Ressler. How sweet the sound. And we are the Morning Blend right here at Mater Day Radio. Before the sun could conquer night. Before the mountains kiss the sky You were there, breathing out new life From the deepest depth to the highest tide When you spoke, let there be light When you watched heaven and earth collide Creation sang a song to your delight Say, God of power, God of might. I'm lifting up my hands to you, my God. For everything you are and what I am not. I'm singing out in praise to the skies above. How sweet the sound of your amazing love. You are nothing but the truth. Sing 
God For everything you are and what I am not I'm singing out in praise to the skies above How sweet the sound of your amazing love Lee Wrestler and how sweet the sound. It is 8.30 at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. And in your news, concluding the World Youth Day closing mass in Lisbon, Portugal on August 6th, Pope Francis announced the host country for the next international gathering. It is Seoul, Korea. In South Korea, in 2027, the next International World Youth Day is four years down the road, given that 2025 is the next ordinary jubilee, and the Pope invited the youth of the world to Rome for that celebration. The Holy Father reflected how World Youth Day will thus go from the western border of Europe in Portugal to the Far East. A beautiful sign, he said, of the universality of the church and the dream of unity to which the young people are all witnesses. This will be only the second time that Asia hosts World Youth Day after Manila, Philippines in 1995. Pope Francis made a memorable trip to South Korea 2014. The theme of reconciliation could take a major role during World Youth Day in Seoul. In 2014, a mass for reconciliation and peace in Korea divided between South and North was celebrated by Pope Francis during his trip. No pope has ever set foot in North Korea, but... Timid advances in this direction have been observed during the pontificate of Pope Francis. In 2018, the Pope indicated his availability to visit North Korea if he received an official invitation, which has not Hmm. yet come. So how often do they do World Youth Day outside of Rome? Uh, I, I believe it, typically it's every three years. Every three they years. do two in Rome and then one in an in- international destination. Okay. That's kind of the rotation of it. Again, as they talked about, though, with the Jubilee year coming up in 2025, they're inviting everybody for an additional year there in Rome. All right. Well, it was a little cooler this weekend with some cloud cover and actually a little rain. Portland International Airport recorded one one-hundredth of an inch of rain as of 9 a.m. Sunday, officially ending a 47-day dry spell. The last day the airport saw measurable rain was back on June 19th when two-tenths of an inch fell, according to the National Weather Service. Last year, Portland went 67 days with no measurable rain at the airport, according to the Weather Service. 250-acre wildfire threatening around 60 homes near Eugene is now 35% contained, officials said yesterday. Lynn County Sheriff's Office lowered evacuation orders in the Price Borough Fire area, eight miles northeast of Eugene. 
to level two be set to go. Fire crews battling Oregon's largest active fire, that's the Flat Fire near Agnes in southern Oregon, have managed to slow the spread of the flames there. That fire has burned over 33,000 acres and is now 30% contained. So hopefully the cooler weather helping out a little bit. And sad news to report this morning, three people were killed when two firefighting helicopters collided in Southern California on Sunday while fighting a blaze in Riverside County. One of the helicopters was able to land safely. Unfortunately, the second helicopter crashed and tragically all three members perished, which included one Cal Fire Division Chief, one Cal Fire Captain, and one contracted client pilot. Cal Fire and Riverside County Fire Department resources had been dispatched to a structure fire in the community of Cabazon, that, by, that blaze spread into surrounding vegetation and full wildland fire dispatch was initiated, which included fixed wing and rotary wing aircraft. While battling the blaze, the two helicopters collided. The crash caused an additional four-acre fire, which was extinguished. The crash is being investigated by the National Transportation Safety Board. Well, your kids ready to run? The Portland Area Catholic Youth Organization has opened registration for its cross-country program. It is an excellent sport to start the fall season and get a little exercise in the process. So it's a great sport in that regard, in that it can prep you physically for sports, but it's also, I think, one of the best team sports out there. You're not necessarily competing against everyone out there. You're really trying to beat your best time and do the best that you can. That's the best part about cross country, as I think, is that basically everyone from every team is cheering for everyone on the course. They've gone through the same course. They run it. They know what you're feeling out there. And so just hearing those kids cheer on kids from all different teams, it's just a perfect CYO environment. Connor Garcia is assistant director of cross country for CYO. He says the program for third through eighth graders season begins on September 16th with locations at Valley Catholic and LaSalle High Schools. The championship is October 14th at Camp Howard. Registration online at cyocamphoward.org. For the first time in decades, Oregonians can legally pump their own gas. Governor Tina Kotek office confirmed late Friday morning that she had signed a bill into law that gives gas stations throughout the state the ability to offer self-service as an option. The bill included an emergency clause, meaning it took effect immediately upon receiving Kotek's signature. Last week, the governor signaled that she would let the bill go into effect either by signing it or allowing it to become law without her signature by the August 4th deadline. The governor's office later confirmed that her signature would be coming on Friday, but the exact timing wasn't specified. That was confirmed with a picture released from the governor's Mm. office of her signing that bill. For 70 years, Oregonians have been able to have their tanks filled for them. The price of gas, whether you pump it yourself or have it done for you, is exactly the same. And gas stations, they also have some choices. They can decide to allow self-serve or not. Now, in more populated counties, up to half of the pumps can be self-serve and at least one attendant must be staffed to cover the full serve or, or pump for you right. uh, gas station. 
stations and in the more rural areas of the state with lower populations, they are allowed to be completely self-serve. Yeah, because I think those smaller communities, you could do self-serve. Yes. Anyway. Anyway. Yeah. Okay, so now you can... uh, uh, I think for many people, they're going to choose self-serve or full-serve, we'll say, uh, depending on the line. Mm-hmm. That's how what I would do. Yeah. You know, and, if there's nobody in line and five cars, you know, nobody in line at self-serve and five people waiting to get it pumped, I'm I'm just driving up to, to pump my own. Yeah. Weather may play uh, into that as yeah. well once you get into the winter months. I suppose that might make a difference, but still we're hardy. I mean, it's not like, you know, cold weather. And how many people are going out in a snowstorm to pump gas? Yeah. Not too many. And, um, but, you know... Ugh. In solidarity with the attendant who's got to be there, I can go out. And look, I'm telling you this. I put my gas tank in. I set it to fill. And then I get in my car and put my stuff away and wait. Oh, that's a good idea. I thought about that. I don't think you're supposed to do that, though. They want you to wait in case there's a problem. But mm, I may not do that. Don't Uh, don't be like me. Yes, that's right. Uh, In sports, in case you have not heard, given the match started at 2 a.m. Sunday morning, Team USA has been eliminated from the FIFA Women's World Cup tournament down under. The Americans lost to Sweden 5-4 to in a penalty shootout after the game ended in a 0-0 draw in the knockout round of 16. The U.S. team entered the tournament as the top-ranked team in the world and was going after its third straight World Cup title. Americans actually had a chance to win the shootout but missed its final three attempts after jumping out to a 3-2 to two lead. While disappointing, the U.S. never really seemed to hit its stride in the tournament and will now have to go home and evaluate its future. Uh, there will be a lot to discuss. I think, you know, you've got several players off of this team who have been with Team USA for many years, like Megan Rapino and uh, several others. So, mm-hmm. you know, we'll see. It's kind of this changing of the guard, I think, so... You know, but the other thing, too, is other teams are getting better on the world stage sure. as well. So it's, you know, the competition is tough. Uh, and when, how often is the World Cup tournament? Uh, every, is it like the Olympics every four is years? Is it every four? Like every four. Yeah. Okay. 19, right. 20, I think every four, because I think the last one was 2019. Okay. I'll tell you, why don't you look that up for me let me know. <laughs> I will let you know that, okay. yes. Catholic students and astronomy enthusiasts are in for a treat as the Vatican Observatory's website has grown to include a massive repository for writings, recordings, and videos that teach about the relationship between faith and science. It's called the Faith and Science Resource Center. This extensive catalog contains hundreds of entries to peruse at your leisure at no charge. The Vatican Observatory is an institution with roots that go back to the 16th century, founded with the mission of advancing astronomical research on the understanding of the universe and providing such information to the public. Headquartered at the Papal Summer Residence and Castel Gandolfo, the Vatican Observatory boasts a position at the forefront of research broad range of topics from an examination of the tiniest specks of interplanetary dust to the origin and structure of the universe. 
Now, on the Faith and Science Resource Center page, users are greeted by a list of dozens of the most popular articles and videos. Popular tags can be easily navigated on a short side list, while any topic related to the pursuit of science from a religious mindset can be searched by category. The topic of resources are varied, but they all contain themes of religion and science. Among the most accessed pieces are a video about extraterrestrials, a book on references to science within the Catholic Catechism, Thomas Aquinas' writing on creation and time, and an explanation of dark matter and dark energy. This free online resource is an invaluable tool for any religiously minded student of science or even just independent learners who wish to explore the crossroads of religious thought and scientific advancement. It's an interesting website. Isn't that amazing? I'm going to spend a little time, I think, looking at that later this afternoon. It's time to find out what's going on in our Catholic community. Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, 9 o'clock to 3 o'clock, is the Women's Aquinas Guild Annual Rummage Sale happening at St. Thomas Aquinas Parish in Camas. The Women's Guild at St. Thomas Aquinas Parish invites all to its annual rummage sale. Proceeds will go to support their projects, and the sale will take place on the parish grounds. Remember, you can find details on these and other events. Head over to the community calendar, materdayradio.com, and the Hail Mary media app. So you had a big day yesterday. I had the best day yesterday. Yeah. I was at Our Lady of Peace Retreat for their 60th annual barbecue. 60th. That's amazing. That's great. Well, we're going to hear more about that in our second cup right after the forecast. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbuybark.com or 503-645-6665. Facing difficult problems in your marriage. Oregon Retrovi is a lifeline to married couples helping them restore their marriage and rebuild a loving relationship. Catholic in origin, this Christian marriage program is open to all married couples. No matter what age, walk of life, faith, or ethnic background, Oregon Retrovi is a practical program to improve communication, build stronger marriages, and help couples reconnect. Presenters are not trained marriage counselors, but rather couples sharing their personal stories and the tools that they use to rediscover their love. Begin your journey to healing. All it takes is a decision to find out more. Go to helpourmarriage.org and start the process today. That's helpourmarriage.org to learn more about this transformational program. Oregon Retrovi, a lifeline. For married couples. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Mount Hood Hospice. For more than 40 years, Mount Hood Hospice has been serving those in their final stages of life with loving care in East Multnomah and Clackamas counties. With a compassionate medical and spiritual support team, hospice services are provided wherever the patient lives. With the top listing on Medicare's Care Compare, information online at MountHoodHospice.org. 
Are you searching for stories of how God is transforming lives in profound and creative ways? Do you want to be inspired to join the mission of evangelization? I'm Miriam Marston, host of Blazing the Trail, and each week through interviews, scripture, and song, we explore what it looks like to share the gospel with courage and hope. Please join me on Wednesdays and Sundays at 7.30 p.m. right here on Mater Day Radio or anytime on materdayradio.com or the Hail Mary Media app. And it is 8.46 at Mater Day Radio. Yeah, a few clouds out there this morning, kind of like yesterday. Although I haven't seen any raindrops like we had yesterday morning. Maybe there is in some areas, but we will see the clouds decrease today. We'll have a high of 84 degrees. Then more clouds overnight tonight, low of 61. And then again, similar for tomorrow morning clouds, high of 86. Maybe a slight chance of a shower Tuesday night into Wednesday. And then Thursday, Friday, we start to warm up again. Currently, it is 68 degrees at Our Lady of Lords Catholic Church in Vancouver. And 70 degrees at Holy Cross Church in Portland. Are you ready for a second cup of the morning, Glenn? Here's David and Brenda. I was ready for a second yes, cup me a too. little bit earlier Thanks today. for making that second pot of coffee. You're welcome. Yes, that was very nice. I needed that. Oh, I did too. I had such an exciting day yesterday and it was wonderful. I'm a, an extrovert. Or, did you know that? No. Did you get that I, sense about me? I never knew that. <laughs> but even for the extrovert that I am, it was such a full afternoon and it was so wonderful meeting and greeting and talking to people at Our Lady of Peace Retreat Annual Barbecue. Their 60th. 60 years. That's amazing. And let me just tell you, in 60 years of the barbecue, I don't know what the menu was early on, but uh, the half chicken and the pulled pork was outstanding. Mm, That sounds good. I was amazed watching these men. It was the Knights of Columbus helped get everything cooked. I should have walked over there to look at the pits because it was a giant like cement block rectangle. Yeah. And the cages that held the half chickens, that's what you got at the barbecue was a half chicken. Right. So you got white and dark meat. They would just flip, you know, 50 of them at a time. Right. They were kind of flattened in the little cages and they could flip them over. Yeah. I mean, they had it figured out. Oh, yeah. Those are good systems. But I don't know what was in the pit, if it was charcoal or if it was wood fired. All I can say is they were smoked to perfection and just fork tender. Oh, that's nice. That was really good. Unfortunately, though, I wasn't able to eat any of it while I was there. They had me so busy. <laughs> You're too busy? I was pretty busy. And how much fun, though, is it? So I got to be out there. I was on the microphone. Yeah. I had the songs playing. People came up, took selfies with me. And so often, David, yeah. I heard this. Tell David... I listen to the morning show every day. We love you guys. We love starting our day with the morning blend. And then one woman was even able to, they want to connect the voice to the person. Sure. And they said right away when they heard me talking, they went, oh, I I knew it was you. And then one woman said to me, she goes, 
I don't know why, but I just thought in my mind you were blonde. Ah. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> I love it. So just for people who might be wondering, yes. uh, my father is Italian. My mother is of Hispanic descent, so I am tan with dark hair. Right. So long as I keep my regular updates with my hairdresser. <laughs> is that right? Yes. I have the dark hair. Okay. So. I got to run the, they called it the Franciscan Walk, mm-hmm. and they were these squares, not of numbers, of saints, oh, wow. all the ones you can think of. And right. people would come up, they'd drop money into the jar. Sister Christina Maria was helping me, and I got to pick the, the winners. That's a great job, mm-hmm. is to be able to tell people that they've won. Yeah. And I'll tell you what, they worked for a long time getting these prizes together. Oh, I bet. And lots of people want to support the sisters. Sure. People were winning uh, gift certificates from Queen of, uh, not Queen of Peace, from Blessings from Heaven. Blessings from Heaven. Catholic Bookstore. Sure. The Cheesecake Factory Ooh. gave them gift certificates. Nice. Costco gave them gift certificates. The Wildlife Safari down in, I think that said Winston. It's Winston, yeah. Yeah. Southern Oregon there. They gave gift certificates. I mean, they were all coming out. And the monks from Benedictine Brewery. Oh, wow. They had some very lovely gifts to give away, oh, too. I bet you they did. But then when it came down to the big prizes, uh, the sweepstakes, I got to call those names. And that mm-hmm. was just so exciting in all of this. And and I had not been before. And Patrick, who had been the MC several times, gave me a few pointers. But this is what his opinion was. He is 100% Correct. Yeah. He said the barbecue is like going to a family reunion. Oh, nice. 100% true. That is exactly what it felt like for me, too. People just in long benches. They have that beautiful apple orchard, all Mm -hmm. different varieties in the back of the facilities there. They just set the, the benches up under the trees there. So many people gathered. It looks like that just friends finding each other. Yeah. I saw Bishop Steiner there. Hey, nice. And I tried to go and I was going to try to get his attention and try to have him come up and talk. But there was a lot of people. Sure. Of course, greeting Bishop Steiner. That's great. Uh, and then again, I had time to take my food with me. It had all of the fixings. Now, here's what I heard. Mm-hmm. Uh, there were generous sponsors that donated all the corn. They donated a thousand ears wow. of corn. A thousand. A thousand ears. And from what I heard, because this is what prompted me to go get my food to take home with me, they were starting to run low. Oh, wow. So that means that that they got through the better portion of a thousand ears of corn, apparently. And yeah, drive through. And they had drive through, and then this yeah. is a brilliant thing too for people who want to support uh, the sisters. Although this is not a fundraiser, this is not where they they make money. Yeah. They just want to break even on this one. So prices are not expensive. Sure. But they could drive through. They put their order in. They turn it in, and then they drive through the parking lot and the trail life. Uh, troop that the sisters mm-hmm. sponsor, they're there handing them their food. Oh, that's great. So between that and the people on the grounds, they, I watched, they started serving at 11 o'clock in the morning and it took a little while. I think people were still in mass. They served all the way till three o'clock. Pretty good line of cars right on through steady. A lot, a steady line of yeah, people coming yeah. through collecting their meals nice. too. So 
It's another great event. Yeah, so to the sisters, wonderful. thank you so much. Yeah, absolutely. Whatever we can do, we're always glad to help. So I hope you had an opportunity to join in the weekend. If not, well, be sure to tune in next year. We'll yeah. be supporting them again for their 61st barbecue. Nice. Hope you enjoyed today's second cup. Support for Matre Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco, Family Dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco, Family Dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. Greetings and blessings to all of you listening to Mater Day Radio. Join me, Father Gabriel Mosier, and other listeners of Mater Day Radio as we pray the Memorare. Remember, O most gracious Virgin Mary, that never was it known that anyone who fled to thy protection, implored thy help, or sought thy intercession was left unaided. Inspired by this confidence, I fly unto thee, O Virgin of virgins, my mother. To thee do I come, before thee I stand, sinful and sorrowful. O Mother of the Word incarnate, despise not my petitions, but in thy mercy, hear and answer me. Amen. For more prayer resources, and to let us know how we can pray for your intentions, please visit materdayradio.com. Support for Matre Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including the Jade Bistro and Patisserie, located on Southeast 13th in Portland's Selwood neighborhood. The Jade Bistro is family-run, serving Vietnamese and Thai cuisine with influences from France and Laos. French pastries are available daily, open Monday through Saturday, 11 a.m. to 9 p.m. Information can be found online at jadeportland.com. Summertime is a great time to drive the open road. Unless your old, reliable wheels just aren't up to the task anymore. You know who could use that old car? Mater Day Radio. You can donate most vehicles, cars, trucks, vans, RVs, and boats to Mater Day Radio's vehicle donation program with the proceeds supporting a faith-filled Catholic broadcast and in return, getting yourself a likely tax deduction. More information on our vehicle donation program at materdayradio.com. The Morning Blend, brewed in the Pacific Northwest, guaranteed fresh every day on Mater Day Radio, the station dedicated to the Blessed Virgin Mary. And it is 8.56 on Mater Day Radio. Take one last look at your forecast for today. Some morning clouds out there, then decreasing clouds over the course of the day today. High of 84 degrees. More clouds overnight tonight, low of 61. And then kind of the same for tomorrow with a high of 86 Tuesday night, Wednesday, maybe a slight chance of a shower, a little cooler, high of 81. It is currently 70 degrees in the Rose City. And closing out our show today, here is Steve A. Grisano, A Rightful Place. And you are listening to David and Brenda on The Morning Blend right here at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Till they rest in thee. 
Steve Agrizano and a rightful place. It's 8.59 at Mater Day Radio. Hey, thanks so much for joining the Morning Blend as we start a new week. David and Brenda with you. You know, you asked a question about how often is World Cup? Yes. Every four years. Every four years. Every four oh, years. Oh, gosh. All so, right. So they yeah. got some time to yep. get it figured out? <laughs> yes, they, they do. And I think they'll need that, too. Uh, but that's okay. We'll, right. we'll wait for another four years. That is going to wrap it up for us on the Morning Blend uh, Living Stones this yeah, evening, Monday right. night, with our good friend Deacon Harold Brooks-Sivers and Ken Hellenius. We hope you have a very blessed day.